This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. Um, this is a special series of episodes on personal growth and networking. Um, and I assume that one of the important topics uh, is also for everyone in their life, uh, no matter what job they are doing, no matter which profession they are in, everyone might want to become a manager or a leader at some point of time. Um, um, we might talk about conscious uh, leadership in this episode. But before that, just introducing the guest for today is Tom Griffin. Is that the right name? That's way? it, yeah, Tom Griffin. Got it, yeah. yeah. So Tom Griffin, uh, he's the curator of the Lab of Life. Um, and on his LinkedIn, he describes the Lab of Life is the place where I, Tom, explore and experiment with the experience of being alive. Um, but would love to know more about that uh, from you, Tom, as to what is the Lab of Life before we actually dig a bit deeper yeah. into uh, what conscious leadership is. Yeah. Well, I set up the lab of life because I wanted to, I've been through a whole bunch of things in my life, which we won't go into necessarily in this podcast, but that have taken me to um, very dark and difficult places. I've had a lot of business success, but at the zenith of that business success, I was the unhappiest I'd ever been. And so I was curious, well, what's going on here? I've, I've achieved quite literally everything that um, modern society says will deliver you happiness and a contented life well lived. But the absolute opposite was true for me. And so I was desperately curious to find out what it what it was all about. What is the purpose of life and, and, and living? And so I started exploring anything and everything I could um, uh, I could uh, land my curiosity on, whether it's at one end of the spectrum, uh, ancient intuitive wisdom traditions, at the other end of the spectrum, modern empirical science. You know, what are the insights that we have from any quarter into what it is to be a conscious human being being conscious? And so that out of that came this idea of the lab of life, to take these ideas um look for the overlaps you know from the, this this kind of broad spectrum of perspective where is it that they're actually talking about the same thing but just using different languages a different language different words different, you know belief sets and look really closely at those at those points of intersection because in there surely must be some powerful insights into the truths of who we human beings really are and I, I wanted to take those truths and not just explore them in a kind of philosophical or contemplative way, but how can you actually use them as tools and apply them to your everyday life? And it's out of that came this idea of what I now call thought experiments, thought experiments for a life well lived, the idea being take some of this incredible wisdom, this incredible intelligence that we remarkable uh, this, uh, um, beings, uh, human beings, have developed over the really quite short period of our history 
and apply them to the everyday, have them make a, a, a difference. So that's kind of where the lab of life came from. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting, uh, the way you have described um, using your experiences of life, uh, using what you have seen in your life, and you have kind of uh, developed a picture of different kind of things, different experiences, and put it all together. But, you know, coming back to the topic for today, when we are saying developing conscious leadership, hmm. people know about um, literal meaning of those terms. What is yeah. leadership? What do you mean by conscious uh, leadership? But how would you describe conscious leadership? Conscious leadership for me is, it's more of a perspective. And, and importantly, even though it has the word leadership in there, it's not the exclusive domain of, of so-called leaders. Conscious leadership is, about, uh, is as much about leading your own life as it is being a point of inspiration that leads others. So it's very much about uh, um, helping yourself and helping others and having a, um, a perspective that doesn't get lost in the content. Uh, um, we tend to spend a lot of our time lost in the specifics of the content uh, and, and, um, and the stories that we create about the things that happen. Unconscious leadership is really encouraging you to step back, to look at the broader context and put things into the right size and the right shape and to become more consciously aware of being aware. It's a, it's a place from which you are able to see all the way through to whatever it is you want to create for yourself in your, in your, in your life, because it looks at life and living, not from the parochial perspective of the day-to-day -day happenings. It looks on life and living from a much higher order if you like, where anything and everything is an expression of being conscious and therefore becomes instantly um, a tool or resource available to you. So this whole idea of abundance starts to, starts to flow in. So in, in, in several words, what I've just said, in one word, conscious leadership is a perspective. Beautiful. Um, one of the things that is coming uh, directly in my mind at the moment, uh, which is related to this fact that a lot of leaders might be listening to this episode, or a lot of potential young people uh -huh. uh, who might want to become a leader in the near future are listening to this episode, and they're thinking, uh, what is Tom talking about exactly? What does he mean by perspective? What does he mean by being aware all the time? Um, so you want to dig a bit deeper into that and possibly explain to those people um, as to what you mean by conscious leadership and how can they become a conscious leader? Lovely, really lovely question. The great news is we are all already conscious leaders, already. Um, and one of the things I often talk about is allowing yourself to be your own role model. 
you know, we often look to other role models and think, oh, I want to be like that, especially young entrepreneurs. Oh, that's what I want. I see myself as that kind of person. I want to be that. I really admire that person. And that's great because that gives you uh, uh, um, uh, something to aim towards. It, it does give you a perspective. But it also kind of it also makes you an immigrant to what it is you want to achieve in your life. In other words, what I want to achieve as a young entrepreneur, as a young leader, is over there. And what are the steps I need to take to get myself over there? So you're already by def definition saying that you're not it, you're not there. Whereas the truth from the perspective of conscious leadership is that you absolutely are already there. You have within you and around you all of the resources you require to achieve whatever it is you want for yourself and your life. And it's simply a matter of being able to access it. I mean, you look at uh, uh, those uh, uh, you know, great entrepreneurs, those great leaders that we might admire and respect and see as our, our role models. They don't have any special gene or any unique ingredient running through their veins. They just know that they have within them and around them all of the resources they require to achieve what it is they want to achieve. And they know how to access those resources. So I would say to a young um, uh, aspiring conscious leader, a young entrepreneur who has a very clear goal about what it is they want to achieve, look first inside. Look first inside. Where did that come from? Where did that thought, that idea, because that in itself is unique to have had this idea that I want to achieve something, I'm a young entrepreneur. Where did that have its genesis? Where did that come from? And if you examine that, you will be dipping into the conscious authenticity, if you like, this infinite reservoir of, uh, of um, potential that already exists inside you. And that, I mean, you can imagine, in every decision you make, every choice you take, if that's taken from that deep place of personal authenticity, then it's kind of impossible for you to be wrong. Absolutely. Does that, does that help? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think um, one of the interesting things which I really liked you just said is <coughs> looking at outside for a role model. Sometimes we're just looking at the outside world for a role model um, when we can kind of look into ourselves and, you know, project ourselves as a role model itself. But one of the things is, what are the traits that you need to be um, having or need to possess in order to become a conscious leader? Because some people might say um, that we don't have the traits that we start looking into ourselves. And I think that's where this uh, concept of uh, doubting your own self and having confidence in your own self kind of plays a big role, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what what's really interesting is if you look, oftentimes if I'm coaching people, they will say, oh, I want to do this, or I'd love to be able to do that. or And they'll be talking about something that they don't think that they're capable of of, 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 of doing, and, and they're looking to me to to um, help them in the way of being able to find that. And so what I will do is I will start to explore that which they already know themselves or believe themselves to be really good at because 
nested there within that, within those life experiences that they've already have, even if they're young leaders, um, nested within those experiences they've already had are all of the resources that they require. It's simply a matter they didn't realize it. So, uh, you know, for instance, uh, um, uh, the ability to uh, um, calm down uh, uh, situations in their family where there might be a little bit of conflict. They're always the one that people turn to to calm everything, calm everything down. And they know that they, they, they know that they, 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 they're good at that. But that as a resource, as a, as a, as a, as a capability is kind of locked away in that family constellation. That's where, that's where it deploys itself. However, go beyond, go deeper into it and notice uh, what it is that you do and how it is that you do that. And then that becomes a modelable skill within yourself that you can then take and transfer into another environment. There might be, an, uh, uh, you know, the young entrepreneur, there might be at the early days, a little bit of conflict, a little bit of disagreement with partners about the direction that we're taking. And everyone's finding it very difficult to agree. Well, you know, hold on a second, I'm actually very good at this. And I used to think that that was just a family thing, but it's not. It's the ability to be able to see different point, people's points of view from different perspectives, whilst at the same time bringing to the conversation a more calming and focused energy. All right, so there's a powerful transferable skill that you actually already have within your own life. So you are, again, you're a native to it. So when you deploy it in the, uh, uh, in the environment of, of work or uh, leadership, well, you're already an expert. It's nothing you need to learn. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's, that's completely true. One of the other things that I'm, I'm really interested to discuss about here is uh, people always talk about that uh, in order to become uh, a better leader mm -hmm. uh, or a better human being, um, mm -hmm. that depends on the people whom you are surrounded by. Um, and uh, it also depends on whom you are talking to, whom you are, uh, you know, surrounding yourself by in your family, in your friends, in your workplace. Um, and are they really adding some value to where you want to uh, go in the next two or three years? Uh, you know, do you have a clarity on your goals? And are those people who are surrounding you kind of are helping you in that direction or kind of taking you away from that direction. Um, do you think that that's got a role to play or not really? Well, here's an, here's an interesting way of looking at that. Try experimenting with the idea. If, again, starting from the place of authenticity. So you've already uh, done the work to clearly understand what it is that matters to you, uh, um, where you're going, why you're going there, um, what your contribution is what the value is that you're that you're offering so you're coming from this place of absolute authenticity now a really interesting insight that i had that helped me in in uh, um very difficult times uh, um in in my past was that the more i helped other people the more i discovered i was helping myself the better i made other people feel about them themselves the better i felt about myself 
So the interesting opportunity here is actually to reverse that. You know, the the, the question you were you're posing there. You know, am I surrounding myself with the people with the right kind of people? Are they helping me? Uh, um, uh, you know, are they taking me further to you know closer towards where I want to go? Turn that around and ask yourself: Am I already helping people the way I want to help people? Am I showing up in other people's lives in the way I want other people to show up in my lives? And a weird thing will happen is that you will discover that you become, if you like, it's like an authenticity magnet. We crave authenticity. We absolutely tune into it. It's one of those sort of subconscious senses, if you like, that was incredibly important for us to develop uh, on the on the on the savannas as a survival instinct was to be able to somehow know and sense uh, uh, when we are surrounded by uh, the right people. You know the feeling when you sometimes go into a a room full of uh, twenty or thirty people, and you might go into that room and you might think, mm, "I don't really feel that comfortable in here," and you're not quite sure what it is, but you just don't feel comfortable in there. Alternative, you might go into a room, 20 or 30 people, and it's like, yeah, I like, hey, this is nice. I like this. This is good. And again, you're not quite sure why or what it is. And that's this deeper instinct inside us. So if we show up in the world, we then become a magnet for the kind of people, kinds of people that we want to be um, uh, to, to be in our world that will inevitably then be part of helping you to manifest those things that you want for yourself. There's a lovely, a really lovely exercise, actually, which I call it future memory. The idea being that, you know, once you've got this clarity about what it is you want to achieve, take yourself off into the future, maybe even all the way to, you know, when you're 70 or 80 and sitting in your rocking chair, you know, looking back on a life really well lived. And as you're sitting there in that future memory, ask yourself, what is the thing that you're most proud of having brought into the world? And of course, it will be related to this, this, this goal of yours. And really look at that and really vivify that and really bring it to life as you're looking back at it as a future memory. And notice the things that happened, the people you met, the events that took place, the difference you, that you made. And then ask yourself, come back to the present moment and ask yourself, am I sowing the seeds of that future memory now? What am I bringing into the world now that's going to make that my future proudest moment? So if you want the help of the right people, then be the person that helps. And I think uh, it's pretty much like the Newton's third law, isn't it? Um, whatever you are throwing in with equal force, it comes back to you. Yeah. Um, some people also say that if you're throwing in positive vibes outside, positive vibes come into you. You yes. throw in negative things, negative things come back to you. Um, and also, it also kind of points to the, 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 that perspective of have I got the right people in my life and are they helping me and all the rest of it. That comes from a place of fear. And it comes from a place of scarcity. You know, am I, question mark, 
behind underneath all of that is this thing i might not be oh i need to do something about that because if i don't then it's all going to fall apart i'm not going to achieve the things i want to achieve whereas from a place of abundance and contribution if that as you as as, as you just uh, um said if you're putting that out into the universe not only will you feel great yourself and that's no small thing that's actually a key a doorway through to conscious leadership is this feeling of making a a, um, a a profound conscious contribution so not only will you feel that within yourself which and you'll be rewarded with a whole bunch of neurochemicals and all the rest of it to um uh, to continue with that kind of behavior but what you will also be doing as you said is you will be attracting that the universe if you like who, who uh, you know obeying the law of equal and opposite forces will send that right back to you and it becomes this self-fulfilling um uh intention this self-fulfilling action one of the things is if we can just link the terms which are in front of us at the moment so this episode is a special series of episodes on personal growth and networking um and we are talking about conscious leadership these are three important terms developing conscious leadership kind of uh, indirectly has a good effect on personal growth and while you are meeting people uh, in any kind of uh, networking it can be personal networking personal life networking professional life networking uh, your mindset and the way you interact with others reflects um, you know what are your traits and how you can become a better person in terms of becoming a better conscious leader isn't it absolutely it is i mean it's 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 the, the, the you know uh, a repeat of what we were just saying how you show up in the world um creates the world as you experience it the deeper insight is which comes both from uh, uh, um uh, buddhist philosophies and from modern science is that the world that we create is a world is not uh, uh, the world that we experience rather is not a world that is out there somehow happening to us that we're the kind of passive recipient of the world that we experience is actually the world that we create you know from a scientific perspective we have uh, um, what is called our, our model of the world um which enables us to take in the data from our senses not have to um process that raw data as it comes in but to be able to take small pieces of that data play it through our model of the world and our model of the world will say oh, in all likelihood that's one of these because based on previous experience previous coding if you like previous concepts um this is what happens uh, um out in the world when we get when we get this kind of data so it's a lovely shortcut so that the um the 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 brain doesn't have to use up too much energy processing raw data all of the time so in other words the word the world you experience is the world that you are creating for yourself as a result of your previous experiences and buddhists similarly say as you look out on uh, um the world what you're actually looking at is your own mind 
So in other words, the choices we make, the actions that we take, the beliefs we hold, the content we consume, all, it's, it's right, you know, think about it as a sort of a, a social media algorithm. You know, the algorithm trains itself to recognize what it is you like to consume and then offer you up more of that. That's exactly what we do. That is, that is actually how we perceive the world. We train our internal model of the world with those things that matter to us. And that acts rather like a, you know, with the survival instincts in mind, that acts like, rather like a kind of super radar and it starts to look out for those things. Which again is why, when you take it back to our earlier point, you know, when you have clarity of purpose, uh, what it is that you want to achieve in this world, and you spend a lot of time absorbing that kind of data, that kind of information, then effectively what you're doing is you're programming your model of the world to say, look out for this stuff. It's really important. And so then when opportunities and possibilities are in your environment, they need only be the tiniest little bit of a whisper. But because you've highly tuned your internal model of the world, your subconscious notices it and draws your attention to it in a way that looked at from the other point of view, if you don't have that kind of clarity, and if you haven't spent the time really programming your model of the world with that which you want to bring into the world, well, then you might be in the same place. There might be that same quiet whisper, but you just won't notice it. And you'll look over at the person over there who is doing great and go, that person's so lucky. They always seem to come across the right ideas or they're in a coffee shop and someone's talking about something and they get in conversation. I mean, how lucky is that person? And it's like, you know, luck has got nothing to do with it. That person is putting in the work to absorb and process and program the kind of world that they want to see. And as a result, that becomes the kind of world that they do see. That's the kind of world they end up living in because they're creating it. We, we, we all create our own world in every moment, in every choice we make. It's fascinating the way it works. Absolutely. And I think every choice you make kind of reflects what's the next thing coming into your life. Um, and that's also reflecting of the quality of decisions you take and the results accordingly you get out of those decisions. Um, but I yeah. feel that it has been a really insightful discussion today. Um, and if through this episode we can help uh, improve people, become 5% better in becoming a conscious leader and maybe finding a conscious leader within themselves, yes, that will be a great achievement out of this podcast uh, today. I hope you enjoyed it, Tom. Oh, I very much enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Absolutely. And thank you so much for your uh, participation in this episode. I hope to see you again. An absolute pleasure. I look forward to seeing you again. This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney.